I was given a company car at the age of 21. Uh, That's fun. Nine employees under me. I mean, a, a broke college kid. All of a sudden, I'm driving around on a little fancy Jaguar by the company in a company gas card. They'd given me an apartment. And all of a sudden, I'm like, whoa, I made it. You know, I thought I truly made it. And it was exciting. And about eight months went by. And I just kept, I continued to notice myself staring at the clock at the wall. Uh, quarter to five every day. 15 minutes, here we go. And I'm going home. And it dawned on me after a while. I said, is this how I really want to live the rest of my life? Counting down the minutes to be that weekend warrior. And the answer was no. Welcome to The In Factor, conversations about how great entrepreneurs started, stumbled, and succeeded. I'm Rebecca White, and our next guest was able to take $6,000 from the sale of his brother's car and turn it into a multi-million dollar company. Started from the humble headquarters of his mom's kitchen, in 2012, he and his brothers, co-founders of the company, made their debut on ABC's hit show Shark Tank landing a deal that led to their extraordinary success. I'm pleased to welcome to the podcast, co-founder of Nardo's Naturals, Danny Mastronardo. So Danny, it's really fun to have you here today. It's always exciting for me, especially as a faculty member here at the University of Tampa to have a University of Tampa alum back and on this show. So really glad to have you here. Thanks for coming. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. And it's always just a breath of fresh air because I walk on this campus and there's something new every time I come here. So I'm just, I can't believe the growth that I've witnessed at University of Tampa and the my goodness, over 10 years that I graduated. <laughs> it goes by really fast. It goes a little too fast. Yeah, but it has changed a lot yeah, in, in yep. a very positive way. So it must be surprising to some people that four brothers would come up with an idea to start an organic skincare line. Where did you come up with this idea? <laughs> yeah, that usually bats a few eyes. It's, uh, it's not the most unique thing or common thing, I guess. But really... My brothers and I, uh, we'd always been very close growing up. That was the benefit in, in going to business together was we're just best friends. Um, there, obviously, you've got your little tips here and there, but really, I can always call them my best friends from day one. Uh, even in the teenage years, when we go through that awkward phase and such, we were always by each other's side. And I didn't realize that was going to play such a crucial role in establishing a company together and how important it was to have those people, those companions and those brothers, that blood is thicker than water type thing um, with, with those guys there. So Kyle, DJ, KJ, and myself, the four brothers, we really, um, we were always told, you know, get that college degree, go to corporate America, get a job. And, and that was what my father and mother instilled upon us. And I think it's a fantastic concept because it was almost that security blanket that we had something just in case because this this entrepreneurship world is a little scary. Right. There's no true manual on how to do it. Right. So that, that little safety blanket, you know what? I could go back and get a job just in case. And I did, actually, out of college. I was really proud. Um, I almost regret it. I almost went through my career here a little bit too quickly. Uh, graduated in three and a half years, and uh, I kicked myself all the time and said, wait, you can't get your youth back. <laughs> I want to come back and do another semester. Yeah, I, I got you. <laughs> but I was just really excited to uh, just embrace that the real world and what it had in store for me, and I thought it was corporate America. Right. So I worked uh, at a marketing job in uh, Dade City, so not too far from here, and mm -hmm. it was really fun, really exciting. I was given a company car at the age of 21. Uh, That's fun. Nine employees under me. I mean, a, a broke college kid. All of a sudden, I'm driving around on a little fancy Jaguar by the company and a company gas card. They'd given me an apartment. And all of a sudden, I'm like, whoa, I made it. You know, I thought I truly made it. And it was exciting. 
And about eight months went by, and I just kept, I continued to notice myself staring at the clock at the wall, a uh, quarter to five every day, 15 minutes, here we go, and I'm going home. And it dawned on me after a while, I said, is this how I really want to live the rest of my life, counting down the minutes to be that weekend warrior? And the answer was no. So I turned in that fancy little Jaguar and was carless. That must have been hard. <laughs> it was really hard, you know. Um, Especially a Jag. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, it was just really cool to have those perks. And, to show, you know, I worked so hard for that my entire life to go. And then I realized, whoa, this isn't what I want. And uh, there were a few weeks there that went by and it was scary. You know, all of a sudden, no more paycheck, no more yep. income, yep. no more vehicle, carpooling with my brothers. Uh, and we were all in a... 1100 square foot condo that my parents were they were snowbirds so when they were out of town the four brothers pretended we owned the place you know <laughs> occupied my parents condo and i think i was on the couch one guy was in, one brother was in the back bedroom there was two bedrooms and uh anyway my oldest brother went to school for health and nutrition and he was studying about this coconut oil and he was importing it in from the philippines and this was again maybe about 12 13 years ago well before coconut now it's on every darn shelf right, it's fantastic right. the exposure that's received but i really like to toot our horn and say i think we were really one of the first to bring it to the market um especially infusing it in skincare so he was cooking with it and all of a sudden we get a little sunburn on the beach because i didn't have a job spent a little time on the beach for right. a few weeks and all of a sudden these these sunburns they felt fantastic after i applied this coconut oil instead of that burning sensation i was really like, wow this isn't too bad and i felt like it was really helping my skin. Uh-huh. I was embarrassed to tell my friends. I'm like, I think I'm making body lotions at home. <laughs> I <laughs> cashed in everything I had for me. And my brother and I, uh, we were like, how are we going to start this? So he drew the short straw, Kyle, and he sold his car. So for $6,000, our startup capital, uh, <laughs> we printed our business cards. He printed the wrong number on my phone number. And I was oh, so, nice. I'm like, we don't have that many funds. I'll never forget that because I was so torn about maybe the $50 in business cards because we just didn't have the we money. We just didn't have it, yeah. So I took a little Sharpie marker and erased the phone number and wrote the appropriate number on there. But uh, it started with that one moisturizer in the kitchen. We were bringing in this coconut oil, infusing it with a different, a few essential oils, kept it very simple, and started uh, at the Saturday morning market downtown St. Pete. We couldn't travel too far without a vehicle, so we kept it local. And um, it was really exciting selling a few jars at the market and learning about what was about to become right. Nardo's Natural. Right. Yeah. And, you know, I've, I've seen you at the St. Pete Market. You still go there, I think, or you have, I know, in yeah, recent it's, years. So. It's really important to us to uh, stay true to the community that supported us early on. And, and that's something that my parents have always said, don't ever get too big for your britches. No matter what size this company grows to, remember who you are and remember the days when you needed every single sale to make rent. And I am still proud. Uh, we have sales representatives there. Sometimes a brother stopped by to be a part of that market because I just remember when that first jar sold and the excitement that we all felt that we had created something from nothing and now that there's a demand for it. That's really cool. So very classic story in a lot of ways. Started it in your mom's kitchen, which is, uh, you know, just a perfect classic story and and started uh, out of necessity finding something to do and finding something that worked. And probably really good timing because natural cosmetics uh, at that time were relatively new, but they've really grown a lot in popularity. So I, really good timing on I that, I I love that. And I think that, um, you know, Thomas Jefferson said, I'm a firm believer in luck. The harder I work, the more of it I have. Right. And we truly got lucky. The timing was impeccable for two reasons. The, the organic and natural marketplace was on the rise, but it wasn't quite there yet. So it was a perfect opportunity to get in the door. 
And then the other situation was um, we focused on marketing. And again, we cut that word in half because we didn't have any money. So we found the word market, went to the Saturday market. We started there. But then we went the other way. So we went left across the street. We went right across the street. Right next to that condo was the Don Cesar Hotel. At this time, Great location. they were looking for a small family business to represent. It couldn't have been any better timing for us. So we got a little bit lucky there. But again, you had to get off the couch. We had to do something. We had to make that attempt. Right. And we walk in there and they say, uh, we don't know who you guys are. <laughs> so we right. And there was an elevator key code to get to the second floor to meet the spa director who we'd never met. So I couldn't get past the front gate. <laughs> it's like, you know, I couldn't get front. So what did we do? Figure out a way uh, to get around that door. And we met the, secu- uh, the janitorial staff, became very friendly with them. And all of a sudden, he gave us the key code to that second Great floor in the elevator. Story. And uh, my biggest sales representative at the time, my brother, because we didn't have any, but we pretended it was a sales representative coming to uh, promote Nardo's natural skincare, delivered the products to the spa director and mentioned how popular and increasingly, uh, you know, this, this brand was growing increasingly and it was something that you had to get your hands on. It's a local family business with four brothers and we'll have one of the other sales reps come by tomorrow, another brother. So we're trying to expose the uh, the growth of the company. Within, I love it. You know? I love it. But it was just something that worked out really nicely with timing. The spa director goes, wait, you're a local family business and you're natural and organic. That is exactly what we're looking for. So for us to just find our way to that second floor with that key code, it was just such an exciting moment. And we thought we made it again. I think we sold them about two dozen jars. <laughs> it was uh, maybe a $144 purchase order, and we made it. I was I was like sky high to the moon. It was so exciting because this was our first wholesale account. And no, we really didn't make it, but it was just really fun because all of a sudden, eight months later, we received a letter from the spa director. We had the number one selling product at the hotel. That is wonderful. So people from everywhere come to that hotel. What a great opportunity for you. But like you said, you had to be looking for it. You know, opportunities are all about timing, but they're, you know, they're, they're also about being aware and, and looking for them. So uh, there's this great analogy. Opportunity comes from the word opportu, the Latin phrase, which actually refers back to the time when the captain and the crew were waiting at a port for the tide to rise so they could go in. And that was back before, you know, ports were dredged. So you have personified, I think, in that story, that example of opportunity. You know, you got to be looking for it, but then the timing has to be right. I love that. I'm going to share that. I might take that. That's that's fantastic. (laughs) Yeah, I love talking about that. And what's also great is you made another point about people are staying from all over. Right. That brought us to the next phase. I'll never forget, we had built the website, and this, again, was right before the trend where you can drag and drop and build websites overnight now. It's unbelievable how user-friendly they've made these uh, experiences. But it was difficult for us early on, and I had to YouTube how to code and how to figure out how to build a website. Again, we didn't have the funds just yet. And all of a sudden, we had a sale from a woman in Oklahoma, and I'm going, wait, uh, we haven't had any sales on our website. (laughs) I called her up. I said, ma'am, where did you discover this product? Oh, well, I stayed at this incredible resort. I got a massage. They used your luminous lavender moisturizer, and I love it. And I, I couldn't take it on the plane with me, so I, bu- I wanted to buy a bottle. And I was over the moon again. I mean, here we go. I'm in, I stole the jar in Oklahoma. I, it just yeah. So I, I remember calling her because I was wondering how she heard about us. Right, And right. that started this spiderweb effect. All of a sudden, another state and another state. And then these branches, these limbs just started to grow and grow and grow. And the demand slowly began to rise. 
And so you started with that one product. Um, you've got a lot more products now, right? What's that look like? What is your product? Yeah, line that like was now? a uh, that was a fun day. So we met with the esthetician. At the time, I couldn't spell that word, but that is the woman <laughs> who performs the facials at the massage uh, for massages and such. She said, "Listen, I need to know what your you know facial protocol is." Oh, we've got a fantastic facial protocol. Googled what that was. Um, <laughs> so they were looking for more products. They were right. looking for a cleanser, a moisturizer, a toner, other items to go along with this body sure. lotion. And it's really interesting. And people ask us this, I think, all the time. You know, other than how did four guys get involved in skincare, it's odd that it was one of the easiest things for us is to create the products. And I don't know where that came from. But I think uh, my brother's research in the natural and organic world, I think, really helped us. So DJ, I have to attribute a lot of that, too. But putting the formulas together, I think, was the most fun and exciting but easy part, honestly. Interesting. It, it really wasn't that hard because we're using these natural formulas. And then if you do your research about you know charcoal detoxifying the body and pulling the impurities out of the skin, boom, let's put that in our cleanser. And all of a sudden, that's just sold like gangbusters. So we really just try to think of really clever ways to create products that were going to be unique in the marketplace, but also naturally derived and botanically comprised. So the products weren't hard, but what we realized what's really hard is that pretty bow on the box, mm. you know, and selling that product. The packaging, the labeling, packaging. And branding. It's something we didn't focus on early on because we were so consumed about the health factors, which we still certainly are. But we also realized it needs to look pretty on a shelf. Sure. So that's something that took us a few years, whereas the products have been the same from day one. You know, I uh, used to live in Cincinnati and work with, uh, there was a lot of consumer products there with Procter & Gamble. And there was this group of people I worked with that were sensory experts. And they talked about, you know, they were the ones that smelled things mm -hmm. and tasted things. How about the smell and the feel? Was that's that a, a challenge? great question. And it's a great thing to bring up because that's number two. So the first two things that I will say, both men and women, but more women, because we 88% of our sales are geared toward women, but we're a unisex line. But the first thing they do is they touch, and then they smell. Those are the first two things. I, I can put it in front of 10 out of 10, and I'll tell you, it's happened every time. They want to be, they want to be aware of the smell. So in the natural world, we really want to make sure that we play to that appropriately and correctly. So we want to make sure that those natural... That beautiful Bulgarian rose oil has a nice aroma to it so that they are smelling something fresh and pure because we make these products fresh in small batches. So you want to make sure you've got something that smells really uh, awakening and really aro aromatherapy as well uh, mm -hmm. is another role that sure. they play. So whether we're infusing a, a nice you know, awakening menthol or a nice calming lavender, the aromas are really important, and uh, that's really fun to mess with the botanical extracts or shaving down a Spanish vanilla bean or the rind from the orange peel to extract the orange aroma. Those are really clever ways to get these just really big uh, smells that play a role in the skincare. How about manufacturing? You've, you've had to grow a lot, and I, I want to get to the story of how that happened in just a minute, but sure. maybe while we're talking about this, I'm really intrigued by the whole process. Yeah. Uh, how about manufacturing? Has that been a challenge? So, you know, it's fun to tell the story about being in the kitchen, but certainly wasn't the appropriate way to do it. Uh, but you've got to start somewhere. And yes, we did have to eventually move to a facility. Um, we're now working in a, uh, in a facility. It's FDA registered, and it's now working with products that we can now make appropriately in a lab with chemical engineers and chemists on site. So the brothers are formulating these these incredible different ingredient decks, but we still need to meet with a chemist and say, okay, because for example, uh, we had an account as we began to grow in Alaska and we had an account in Arizona. 
very different climates. I had the accountant right. in Alaska tell me, hey, uh, Nardo Brothers, I'm taking a fork to my moisturizer and it's frozen solid. I can't chisel through this thing. <laughs> and a woman in Arizona is going, I opened this thing up and it leaked it's, all over my purse. Yeah. So we had to really understand stability and, and ways to work on binding That's the ingredients together point. with different natural gum extracts that are derived from plants. Um, a xanthan gum. So these ways to bind and, and stabilize products were really important. And that's what the, the perk of working with a, you know, a, a chemistry degree at this point, because we've got a um, health and nutrition background or degree. I come from communications and some marketing here at University of Tampa. My other brother, a little bit of finance. And then there's my other brother, elementary education. We should have just kicked him out. He had nothing to do with this business. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, he was great. And actually, that's Kyle. He was who, the delivery yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's Kyle. He's actually the president of the company, the one who sold his car. So we gave him that role early on. And um, it's great because elementary education, he learned how to interact and speak and really negotiate terms. So he's the guy we bring to the front lines during the important moments. I bet. Yeah, it's negotiating really with a kindergartner is much yeah. harder. Than <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I'll tell you what, it's easier to negotiate with a kindergartner with somebody over a few pennies over a couple thousand years. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, so you've grown tremendously. And, uh, you know, a, a number of years ago, I watched you and your brothers pitch to the sharks on ABC's <laughs> hit show Shark Tank, landing a deal with Barbara Corcoran. So was that what expanded your business or how did it work? So, so it was on the upward, uh, you know, we like to call it that hockey stick effect. You know, right. all of a sudden you've got the bottom of the blade here in those first few years. You know, it was exciting. We're selling a few jars, but even being a big account of the Don Cesar, it wasn't quite putting us in position. How we long need to did be. that take you on the? So we went three years okay. without a paycheck. Okay. I mean, it was a uh, difficult time and... A lot of ramen noodles. A lot <laughs> of... Uh, I think it was peanut butter. A lot peanut of peanut butter. <laughs> My brothers needed their protein. We had to, you know... <laughs> so it was just a... It was that great test that, that really put us through the ringer. And I, and I think... I, I don't want to say you need it, but I think it really... It challenges you to see if you've got what it takes to make it and to, and to push forward and to keep... You just don't give up. And I mean, it's very cliche, but I think... If you're just given the keys to the kingdom within the first week and if you, you know, sell your tech software for 50 million and you create it in a week, fantastic. But I think it's even harder for you to do the next challenge, the next thing you do in life, because you've got to be tested. You've certainly got to be tested. And when we went those three years, it was it was difficult. And that's when tensions begin to rise and sure. bills are getting a little more. And, and thankfully, I was I'm so grateful to my parents because we didn't have to, any rent check. We were living in their, you know, their summer location. Uh, winter location. They're snowbirds. But anyway, the Shark Tank experience arose when my oldest or youngest brother presented us to the, he goes, oh, the Shark Tank show. And this was season one back then. And I'm like, I don't know what sharks have to do with skincare. I'm not a good swimmer. Uh, I had no idea what the show was. So we went on YouTube and we're hooked. I mean, I remember with my brothers hovering over my shoulder and we watched episode after episode, little segments here and there of the show that we could find. And it was unbelievable. We said, wait a minute, this could be what we need, which I'm sure a lot of people at home think with the show. And and it was. So that was a really exciting, uh, it's a really exciting story. But my brother, I think at the time, it was just Shark Tank at gmail.com because it wasn't quite the show right, that right. it is today, Emmy, award, Emmy award-winning show. And we wrote to Shark Tank at gmail.com and uh, we said, okay, what can we do to be different here? And the four of us took a photo in matching denim outfits, sitting on a tree branch. And we said, believe it or not, these brothers make the world's best skincare. And we blew up a photo the size of the screen. And there's cheese and smiles. And a producer called us uh, within about 
I think it was within about five to ten minutes. Are you kidding <laughs> I'm like, me? What the heck? You know, I didn't think we're gonna hear back. And she goes, "Which one of the brothers am I talking to?" <laughs> I passed the phone so quickly. She barely finished her sentence because I'm not a smooth one with the ladies. But my brother Kyle, I said, "Kyle, here, please talk to her. I'm scared." <laughs> and she goes, "Okay, listen, you got five minutes to pitch your company to us." Well, 45 minutes later, they're on the phone. He goes, okay, I've got to go now. So he's just chatting up with her, very That's calm, awesome. cool, and collected. It. But it was just so neat. Uh, and, and we didn't think that was any approach, my goodness. But we just thought it was funny to send a picture of us cheesing in a tree. But she goes, this is what we're looking for. We're looking for a family business to go on the program. What perfect timing. Once again. So it timing. was just one of those unique things. However... I don't know how many it was, maybe 20, 30,000 applicants we still had to get through. So we weren't just there yet, but um, she said, congratulations, you made it to the next phase. And I always uh, compare it to March Madness, the basketball uh, in March, the basketball brackets where mm -hmm. you've got to whittle your way down to get to the championship. So we've got a long way to go, but we made it to maybe at this point, you know, the Sweet 16. And I don't know how many were left. But then the next phase was uh, a video. And they said, now we need you to submit a video about what makes you unique and what amount of equity are you willing to give up? Well, we don't have anything right now. And there's not a lot to, to go with. But we said, well, how can we make this different? And um, they gave us a little script. If you're familiar with Mad Libs, uh, there was something back in the day where you fill in a, a noun or a, a verb to end, you know, finish a sentence. Uh, and, you know, my name is blank. My company is so unique because blank. Mm -hmm. It's innovative because blank. So my brothers are working on these lines that we filled in, and uh, I'm setting up the camera across the room, and I hit record, and they had no idea that I was recording this, and they're working on the lines. My one brother is lifting a dumbbell to make his weights look bigger on the camera, while the other brother physically pushes him out of the way and goes, dude, my smile looks better from this side. Let me stand here. And I'm just recording <laughs> these knuckleheads be like a bunch of clowns. And at the end, I said, look, this is it. This is These are the brothers. We're just... This is who we are, and this is what you're going to get on TV. We understand this is entertainment, but it's also business. You're going to be entertained. And that was it. We got a phone call. It was so exciting. And they said, you made it. You guys, we're going to, we're going to have you come out. We you went all the way to the... All the and they said, <laughs> they said, you guys, you got it. You, they said, we want your mom and dad to come out. Because if you guys are this ridiculous, we got to meet the mom and dad behind this. <laughs> I love they it. They said, we want to make this thing about the whole family. So it was so cool. They brought us all out there. And it was just, personally, I didn't think we were getting a deal. I thought it was a free vacation. And uh, I had no idea it was about to come. That is so exciting. <laughs> and so you got on. So tell us about the experience of being on and how did that all work? So in the prep phase, um, they were very clever in separating a lot of the businesses to not share any information. Um, we hadn't met any sharks yet. And they filmed the show uh, segment after segment after segment after segment. And then what you'll see is, you know, it's broken up into episodes weekly. So the sharks, you know, can just boom, somebody comes in and maybe you're there for 10 minutes. Maybe you're there for two hours. And the only thing producer told us is the longer you're there, the better. Because if you don't get a deal, it might not air. Not to mention, if you do or don't get a deal, if it's not good TV, they're not going to want to put it right, on. So the right. more coverage they it's get. It's got to be entertainment. Exactly. So we said, okay, let's eat some airtime up. <laughs> <laughs> so we just try to think of very fun and unique ways to um, be on the show, but also just be who we were. And, and I... And this is really neat because I hadn't met Barbara, obviously, until the moment she saw that logo and we walked out into the tank. But I, you know, she was investing in us. And I knew that once we kind of made eye contact and I saw that smile, she saw just 
we were just regular people, but just starving and willing to kick down any door that was in front of us to make this business a success. And we were going to prove to her that this is what it was going to take. Some other investors might not be like that. And maybe, you know, O'Leary and Mr. Wonderful wants to just see hard numbers and he just wants to be proven by analytics. Barbara, we thought, this is someone who's going to invest in these boys and we're going to prove to her that we can make it. And thankfully, that, that thought that we had was appropriate because that's what she had spoken to us about when we did close the deal with her and we gave that big hug and she said, I, I believe in you guys and I think you're going to make it. And it was just bone chilling for us. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and also a free vacation turned into a, a partnership. <laughs> <laughs> That's wonderful. So, you know, you can't underestimate not only the money, but the connections, right? That, that those kinds of things bring. That's exactly it. So to bring you back to that Saturday market really quickly, um, where it all started, you know, we go back there and we're there because it's, it's great to be a part of the community. And it's from nine to two. And at two o'clock at the end of the market, we're not there counting the dollars and every I watch all the other vendors and they're counting how much they made that day. And I look after all these years later, those same vendors are there relying on getting by and making rent and paying their bills because from day one, they were concerned about the amount of dollars that they were making. The true reason we were at that market is we were there to learn and engage with customers. I wanted to understand if that man liked that product or if that woman thought that product was too, uh, difficult to use if it needed a lotion pump or a spray nozzle. I was there to learn and then grow. And I think the problem is some people become a little too stagnant. And it's just, it's, it's interesting to see when I go back, we were just there this last Saturday and those same vendors are there making that money to make rent. Whereas we're there to learn, to interact, to engage and just be a part of the community. And there's, there's a big, very big difference there. And Shark Tank was the same way. I was not going on that program I didn't care if I just wanted her business card. I didn't care about the dollar amount. I needed her business card so we could communicate after the program. Yeah, yeah. What in that, you know, we've talked about opportunities and, and timing and all that, but the other piece is learning. I guess it's been a learning journey all the way through, right? Absolutely. And you don't stop. No, I'm never, <laughs> never going to stop making mistakes as well. As long as you make that mistake one time, move on from it. But you've got to take risks. You've got to leap. And uh, just make sure it's a calculated risk. And you're, you're going to take those in business. But my dad always said, make that mistake. Just don't make that same one again. Same one again. Yeah, learn mm -hmm. from that. you got to yep. be accountable and, and take responsibility. Yeah. So you guys have had a lot of fun. And every time <laughs> I talk to you, you're smiling, which I just love. But I know from hearing you speak um, and knowing a little bit about your story, you've faced some uh, real hardship along the way, too. And um, would you mind sharing with us a little bit about that and how you managed to persevere through Absolutely, that? yes. And, and I'm always open to discuss and, and talk about this because I think it's very important. And um, a lot of people are chasing that almighty dollar. And at Cuban, I always quote Cuban and talk about Cuban because I just think he's so inspirational. But you know, if you're starting this venture because it's the amount of money that you want to make or whatever it may be, you're in it for the wrong reason. And most likely you might not make it. You've got to be passionate about what you're doing. And I really learned that the day that my brother had passed away, KJ, uh, he was coming home from work and a squirrel was on the road. One of those just tragic things that happened and it's, you can't understand it. And he was hit by an oncoming vehicle. And to get that phone call, it just put everything into perspective and it makes you think about so many things. And you don't care about that purchase order size or maybe that customer complaint because you realize the importance of family and, and how important it was for us to always be together. And I was so grateful 
like I said in the beginning of this interview, from day one, we were always together. So I didn't have to regret any of that time that we didn't have together. And I was so proud. So everything that we're doing now, whatever it may be, we're doing it in his honor. We're growing this company for him because we want to make him proud. And I just always like I always say to myself, the the beauty of my business was the relationship that I have with my brothers and had with my brother. And I think that I won't be able to get that time back. So I'm so glad to reflect and say, you know what? We did every single ounce that we could. We poured every little bit of heart and soul into this together. So we're going to grow this continually and just keep doing it for him. Because there were dark moments after that instance. And I remember sitting on the kitchen floor where it all began with my brothers. And we all sat at a 90-degree angle with our back against the wall. And I put a banner up on the homepage. Because, you know, people don't understand what's going on. So uh, when, an, when an online sale comes through and you don't ship it out, you get that hate email. That person that's upset with you. And they think you're a large corporate company. They don't realize that you're you know, a small family business. Right. So I had to put that banner up on the homepage and said, you know, pardon the delay. Uh, we had a tragic accident and I had to explain the story. And it was neat to see that the customers come together and bind together and send just such incredible notes to us about, you know, how they've seen us grow over the years and smile and always be so joyful and happy. And that's something that we always wanted to do. I didn't want to take that moment and make it a dark moment. I wanted to smile throughout this entire experience and say, we're going to just keep doing this for him because you can go one way or the other. And I remember thinking about closing up shop and, and just giving up. Right. And I just said, you know what? I'm not going to give up. And I don't think my brothers want to give up. And I remember looking at them and all of us, just that same, that eye contact that we said, no, we're not stopping. We're going to keep going. We're going to push forward. We're going to persevere. And we're going to do this for him. So every day is for him. Everything we do is for him. And it's always going to keep us humble and remember that, hey, we lost one, so we're just gonna have to be even work even harder, fill in that gap that's no longer there with us, and every single thing we do is because we're proud to do it for him. Yeah, that's an amazing story. It's uh, I've I've heard some of that before, and mm -hmm. uh, it's really uh, I know that must have been really hard, but it it kind of goes back to you know all these lessons that we're talking about mm -hmm. and perseverance, and when you want to give up and. Yeah. Uh, but having a passion and, and being able to dedicate your business to him is just an amazing, Thank amazing you. I, story. I really appreciate it. And, and again, it puts things into perspective and it helps you in business because, and not that I want it to happen to anybody, but it helps you when you have a, a deal that went sour. Is it the end of the world? It's not. You can work back and work from that until you really understand some of those other difficulties. So try and remember that if you've had something you know, go, go sour, it's okay. You can figure out a solution. Because that's not the most important thing at the end of the day. Right. And, you know, it, interestingly, what I hear from entrepreneurs when they come up with those solutions, when things go south, that's when the really creative things happen. Absolutely. You know? So mm -hmm. absolutely, um, we never want that. We never want to feel that way. But uh, You're absolutely right. That's how it works. So uh, I love your story, and I love the family, uh, you know, component. And not everybody is able to make family work. Do mm -hmm. you have some rules or guidelines uh, yeah you know, you, yeah absolutely i mean audience and that's always the biggest piece of advice i get and again i'm very fortunate to have those siblings to go into business with but i mean in terms of some advice i just think it's important if you can find someone you know and trust i think it's worth doing with somebody i think you need to bounce ideas off of someone there needs to be that soundboard and you need someone to be honest with you and tell you it's a terrible idea or you need someone to say hey this is not a bad idea let's work with this um I think it's very accomplishing. Those that can do things on their own, I, I tip my hat to them. 
but I feel that it's always nice to have, you know, two heads are better one type situation. If you can find someone that you know and trust that wants it just as badly as you do and is passionate about that. Now, that's always a difficulty because if it's maybe something you developed, you might be a little bit more passionate. So you need to find that, if, see if they can find that same passion that you do mm-hmm. and uh, not just be chasing that dollar amount or percentage of equity. Mm-hmm. You get a lot of synergy when you can come together, but Absolutely. you got to be on the same path. Exactly. Right? And, and I hear those stories quite a lot. And especially as companies begin to grow, people fight over funds. And that's something we'll never do. And again, I think that puts things into perspective with our younger brother, but I've seen it too many times, unfortunately. Yeah. So um, we're we're in a different world now than we were several 15, 12 years ago when you started this business. And um, there are a lot more competitors out there now. What what's what's keeping you up at night? What do you what are your you know, I know you're, we, we've discussed you're selling things through, um, you know, through your online store mm-hmm. and you're in outlets, you're in some spas, you're selling through Amazon, I think. It's a, it's a whole different world now. What, what, are you, what are some of the challenges you're dealing with now and, and what would you recommend as you, for some of our listeners who might want to be thinking about selling consumer products today? So... This was not originally developed in our business plan, um, and now it's our largest revenue stream. So that's always uh, ways you kind of look back and say you need to adapt. Nardo's Natural is a uh, product that might not be everywhere or known in the marketplace with that label. Um, and a lot of people always ask, where are you selling? What are you? Where is it at? Where can I find it? Uh, one in four products purchased today are private labeled. So how we found a new revenue stream was there was somebody that came to us and said, I absolutely love your cleanser, but can I put my name on it? I am doing an infomercial. I'm selling these. I don't know what it was. Maybe it was supplements or something, but we want to do a free incentive, and I'll take 5,000 units, and I'll, you know, if you can just please put my name on it, and I'll sell these. And I said no. <laughs> <laughs> and we said no it's, uh, because at the time- You wanted to build your brand. We wanted I to guess. build our brand, yeah. and we still want to build our brand, but we realized- wait a minute, somebody's waving a, a decent-sized check in front of us, and if we don't do it, they're going right to the next place, and they're going to get a che- and they're going to get it produced. So we're still going to have a competitor in the marketplace regardless. So that is when the light bulb went off and said, let's start a private label program. Private label has really grown our business, and now it is interesting for me to walk into department stores or in convenience stores, mom-and-pop shops all over the world. And there's my product. That's cool. And people don't know it, <laughs> but there's my product. And it's just really exciting to see it. And it's a little bit easier on my behalf because now we're just producing this product and it's on the cons- uh, our customers to sell it, but they do such a wonderful job in many different outlets. And the other thing that's fun is we have a full in-house graphic design team. So we made this a very user-friendly, really easy process to get started. It's actually all online right now. Um, you can literally click and add and go, almost like you're buying a pair of shoes on Amazon. You can add 1,000 cleansers to your shopping cart, 1,000 labels, and have the Nardo's National Graphic Design Team create your label. And for me, it's fun because we've launched hundreds of brands in the last year alone. And every day, I'm starting a new company, essentially, because I'm developing a new brand, creating a new label, new color concepts, uh, new tones. It's just so many different fonts and things that I'm doing every day. So I'm getting a kickstart every single day and trying something new and watching the unbelievable growth of some of these people who might have just started with a $1,000 investment, and now they're doing you know a couple million dollars a year. Wow. How cool is that? It's really exciting. It's, you know, the the play, the the 
it's we have a really level playing ground these days, right? With technology mm -hmm. and with what we can do, and that's that's so exciting. So um, I really this has been, I think, one of the best uh, lessons in all the phases of entrepreneurship and an entrepreneurial mindset. And so we've come up with a lot of really good lessons in here. But if I could ask you the the tough question at the end, if there's one last piece of advice that you could provide our listeners before we close, what would it be, Danny? Okay. I, you know, I touched on it a little bit, but to bring back my good old friend, Mr. Cuban, <laughs> you know, it's just cool to have an opportunity to speak with him because those are words that I always try and retain. Uh, and he said, you know, there's so many businesses that can make it in this world, but unfortunately too many give up too soon. And that brings you back to the, those first three years without pay. If we just would have Trade it in and just said, let's go. Let me go get that corporate Jaguar back. back Let me just do yeah. that. And maybe something nice would have turned out, but I wouldn't have been able to have been working with my brothers and my family. And at the end of the day, that's exactly what I wanted to do. Revenue aside, it's so much fun. I mean, it's so much fun now. Even my mom and dad, my mom will come in and bring sandwiches for everybody at the warehouses for all the staff and such. And all of a sudden, my dad will be unscrewing some caps on bottles and doing things. And they're keeping busy, coming on in, hanging out. And I look around sometimes and I just try and hold on to every moment possible because it's it's a wonderful feeling to just witness that. Um, and, and I think that if you can just hang on out there, it's not going to be easy in the beginning. It's not. And if it was easy, everybody would clearly be doing it. So hang on, sit tight, and it will come. That's great. I love it. So, Danny, where can our listeners buy or find Nardo's Naturals and connect with you? Yeah, I mean, the best way would just be Google Nardo's Natural, N-A-R-D-O-S, Natural. So we're the four Nardo brothers, but our real last name is Mastro Nardo. Right. And I couldn't fit that on the bottle. Bottles, you know, <laughs> it's a long word. So we cut our name in half. And uh, Nardo, which we grew up being called the Nardo brothers, so Nardo's Natural or Nardo'sNatural.com. You'll find our products there. And uh, it's just really great because it's an organic skincare line that's affordable. We really wanted to make the price points right for our consumers. Yeah, I've used them. I love them. Thank so. you. All right. Thank you, Danny. <laughs> Absolutely. It was a pleasure being here. I'm so glad to come back on the campus every time I'm here.